Welcome to the Neural Network. We are now on Instagram and Twitter at Neural Network Gold. Check it out. Hi, I'm Emma, and I've started the Neural Network. For the past year and a half, I've been interviewing people about their concussion experiences, but I think it's about time for me to tell you mine. This is the Neural Network. Good morning, everyone. So today I'm going to tell you a little bit about my concussion story. So August of 2017, I had so many issues with my foot. Um, I know this doesn't sound connected, but it will, I promise. So I had spent a week in Irish dance camp in July, and I had an amazing time, so much fun with all my friends. But we were dancing like six, seven hours a day, and it was just too hard on my feet. And my foot ended up getting a bunch of stress injuries. And I was in a boot, but it really wasn't getting better. And during marching band camp, all the marching, it just just made it worse. So I sat out a lot, and I was in a boot. And a couple weeks into school, it just got to the point where walking in the boot just hurt so much. So I was on crutches, and then I was in a cast, and then I was back in a boot so I could get an MRI. And it just it kept going. So I was on crutches in, in, into the third month when we were at our one of our last practices for the marching band season. Actually, it would have been passed already, but because of the rain, our state championships had been postponed, which was our last competition. And so November 1st, we were all practicing outside. I was in pit percussion uh, playing just a cymbal because I used to play clarinet, but I couldn't march because of my foot. And my friend was practicing a color guard rifle toss behind me. Uh, and she tossed a five, if you know what that is. It's a very high toss with a wooden rifle, and, and it landed on my neck. It bounced off my neck and um, over the instruments, and, and it didn't really hurt, you know. I It really surprised me. I was yawning, and I caught me I saw it coming, but at the same time, it caught me off guard, and so like, it sort of knocked, knocked the tears of my yawn, you know, out of my eyes. But it didn't hurt, really, and <laughs> the poor girl, she was so scared of hurting me when it hit me, and I was like, no, no, it's fine, I'm totally fine, didn't hurt at all. And the next day, you know, nothing crazy happened, though I realized when I looked back, I, I had written down that that day I had a really bad headache, but I said, I don't think I'd, I had written, I don't think I drank enough water, maybe I need to wear my glasses, because I have like uh, glasses to help my eyes focus and and that was all I hadn't really connected the two but as I mentioned I was on crutches and and the the second day after the hit after the accident I I was falling all over the place which when you're on crutches is sort of an issue so uh, my friends expressed concern and I was not feeling well and so I texted my mom and she picked me up, and not just on the way home from school, she took me to the pediatrician because it was it's on the way. They did the standard tests, like touch your nose and then my finger and look between my fingers and follow the pen. And they asked me questions like, you know, are you in a fog? Have you had trouble walking? And I mean, now I think I can do those questions. Of course, if you've had a concussion, we've all heard those so many times. But I was so confused when she asked, you know, have you been able to walk in a straight line? I looked at her with my crutches and my boot and I said, 
I, I can't walk. Um, and she didn't really know how to respond to that. But I really struggled with the touch your finger and my nose because I was trying to do them at the same time. And are you in a fog? I was like, what do you mean? I, I, I didn't understand because, I mean, obviously. Um, and that was a really sad day because they told me I couldn't go to the marching band competition, which obviously was was really hard because I, it's my favorite thing with all my friends. And I had a really hard season already being on, on crutches. I'd gone to every competition most practices and, and and sat on the sidelines and walked the whole way when we were transporting equipment you know back and forth and back and forth just trying to crutch it around and stuff but but you know I understood that I had to stay home and rest and they said you know take a long weekend catch up on your sleep you'll be back to school before you know it that that didn't happen it changed my life forever and I, I went home and I slept and I'd wake up and I'd make chocolate chip cookies and I'd go back to sleep and I was miserable and I'd listen to audiobooks and not remember anything. And I remember the next day I went, I went to the marching band to see them go and my director, we had emailed him because he saw the accident but he didn't realize that the rifle had hit me. And he said to me, like, well, Emma, you're, you're just not catching the right bricks this season. And I said, I'm not catching any bricks. They're falling on my neck. Obviously, I didn't really understand what was going on. And I was wearing sunglasses inside. I, wear, I broke so many pairs of sunglasses because even the dark in my room was, was too bright. And I didn't fall asleep and roll over on them. And eventually, after doing that many times, they would break. But you all know what I mean. We went from the pediatrician to Capital Health, around different doctors there. They confirmed that yes, you know, very standard concussion, except that it, you know, it was a whiplash concussion, but that's the only difference to any other minor concussion. That, you know, here's here's a little bit of meds, here's a steroid pack, whatever get you get your brain moving and you'll be fine um but time kept going and i didn't get i didn't get better we all know how that is i the day i went back to school was so odd never experienced it the way i did before i actually wrote my graduation speech about that I really took it for granted. I didn't know. I didn't know how much I would miss it. How much I would miss homework and projects and DBQs, which are, you know, arguably the worst assessments known to man. But I was so lucky to be able to do everything like that before. The day I went back to school, I just went for a few classes. And I thought, you know, well, this is nothing. I'll, I'll be, it'll be okay. I'm so excited to see my friends again. I had only seen a few friends since the time that I got my concussion. I had actually run into one of them while I was at my appointment with my foot doctor because I had to get off crutches while I was having my concussion. But she was doing physical therapy in the next room, and I that was so exciting. 
and I tried to play board games with one of my friends, but I would start counting the spaces, and I would just forget where I was and try and keep moving, and I, and I wasn't trying to cheat, but I just had no idea what was going on. I was not <laughs> very with it, um, but school was really hard. The lights are bright, even with sunglasses and a hat on. The the noise is overwhelming. I didn't have any headphones or anything at that point, and that was way harder than I expected. It just, it isn't, you don't experience it the same way when you have these symptoms. It's just overwhelming the, the amount of movement that you would never notice before. And I was a pretty observant person. I think I still am, but sometimes my brain is overloaded. So I would notice much more than a normal person would just going down a hallway pre-concussion and afterwards. It's just, there's so many things you don't notice and I couldn't continue that. I, I, I continued to try and do just a couple classes just to be there, not really to do any of the work, but when I didn't get better, that wasn't really an option. I had to try and do some things, but I was so off balance. I'd have to hold on to the the table when we were doing chemistry labs and standing up. And um, I had I'd have to try and, and read the history textbook instead of watching the films, which actually is much worse for me later. Um, but at that point, you know just trying to do my best. I'm going to do a whole separate episode on like the different treatments and doctors that I visited because I have a lot to say on that. But obviously during this time we're seeing all these different people trying doing our best to try different medications, different treatments. Yeah, I ended up trying to get back to doing a couple classes um during during each day, but that was a lot just so much. I got back to doing four classes a day and and staying for lunch, especially because my friend actually had a, a long-lasting concussion at the same time that I did, but it was impossible. I would go I would go to the color guard practices and competitions with the team, but I couldn't do anything. Often I was mistaken for a chaperone and would be handed packets of information because that's what I looked like, because that's what I was. I would go and try to help manage things and I would bake a lot, bring, bring them to the team and bring them to our neighbors and bring them to our friends because we had so many baked goods we didn't know what to do with. And, and I ended up having to drop out of high school, not really drop out, but I stopped going entirely the end of sophomore year. It's something as indescribable as I'm sure you know if you've, you've handled it to, for someone who doesn't understand. You have no idea how, how it is to all of a sudden look at the world so differently. And I mean, obviously the, the fear of not graduating was something I had to think about and I had to make up multiple classes over the summer, but I had a really great home instruction teacher who who's still my teacher now and I love her. She's fantastic. And I think the importance of understanding if you're someone with a concussion in high school, take advantage of home instruction if you can. 
and special ed teacher home instruction because I didn't have an IEP and trying to get one would be very hard. I had a 504 plan, but getting into a class with my favorite with that teacher would have been very difficult because I didn't have an IEP, but because she was my home instructor, she was fantastic. She really understood how people's brains work differently and will make sure I understand it. I went over a year without having another concussion. So I consider that, um, <laughs> that's pretty good. But then I actually got one on Christmas day, 2018, because we had just adopted a little puppy because she was so cute. We were just trying to foster her, but obviously that didn't work. We had to keep her. She was so so sweet she still is and she really likes our other dog stanley who is perfect and she was really afraid of cars um i don't really know why but i was she was really she still is but she especially was really afraid of everything and so getting her into the car she moved i hit my head on the car door we all know who that is that was concussion number two a few weeks a few months later i was holding Stanley, our other dog, and he was upset because there was a groundhog in the backyard, and so he hit his head into mine, and then my head whipped around because I wasn't expecting it, so that was concussion number three. Uh, junior year with, with schooling, I, I, I tried to, to do more consistently, but less. So I just did one class the first half of the year I took forensics and the second half of the year I took personal finance and I'd say I was at forensics two thirds of the time and personal finance maybe half the time until again the last quarter of the year I just I just couldn't do it anymore. There was no point. I wasn't, personal finance wasn't for me and I know we had, we had to take it but it just, it was just too painful. It was not a good experience for me. So I ended up stopping. And then, uh, again, I'll do, I'll do another episode on the doctors and treatments, but we went to see this doctor who worked at the school. I did not want to go. I have a lot of medical trauma, which I will also talk about. And, and it, it's really hard to go to a new doctor and go through, to relive all of it and I really didn't want to do it it was not it was not something I could do but I went with my mom and he walked in and he said good afternoon I think Emma has amps and we were very confused we did not know what that was but he explained it to us amplified musculoskeletal pain syndrome is basically where your brain creates pain signals when when there's no reason for them to be so like obviously if you stub your toe your toe is going to send danger signals to your brain and your brain is going to respond with pain signals but my body just responds to pain signals for no reason so that would explain how long my foot injury took and it explains all these other things about because I didn't realize it wasn't normal even before my concussion some every day something hurt Sometimes it would be an actual injury, and I've had, you know, a few in the past previous to this, but not many. And, you know, sometimes I just, like, my knee would really hurt one day, and, like, there was no reason for it, too. I'm a dancer, so basically that happens. I thought it was normal. It's, you know, not. 
So, um, if you've never heard of AMPS, you might have heard of Complex Regional Pain Syndrome, or CRPS. And that's a similar idea, but in a more, like, at this point, they're medically synonymous. But in the community, they're not. CRPS is something that's located to one area of your body, like an arm or a leg. And it's more characterized with, like, being off color or, or you know, when it falls asleep a lot. And, and it, it hurts when you touch it. So for me, at this moment in time, not when I was originally diagnosed... But I have amps in my whole body, and that generally affects my most common is obviously a headache because, you know, that's what caused my headache from my concussions to just last for so, so long. Well, you know, until now. And um, in, in my, my feet, in my hip, in my knees, those are my general amps thing. But my CRPS is in my arms and legs. And so if somebody were to bump into me, it feels like my, my whole arms and legs are bruised and that they're jabbing into me even if they just gently tap me. And sometimes it feels like I'm on fire. And it's not, it's not pleasant. I started outpatient treatment. Again, I'll talk about it later. And, and then inpatient, I spent uh, three and a half weeks in a hospital. Um, and when I came back, the start of senior year, I, I was doing well other than I had a um, a concussion in the hospital, which I think is rather ironic, but we were doing pool therapy, but it was my friend's last day, so we were like having a little fun, and I ran backwards into a pole. Anyway, <laughs> so that was, that was my fourth concussion, and then I was in August of 2019, but going back to the school year, I, I went back full time. I do half-day program at the local technical school for criminalistics because I'm interested in becoming a forensic scientist and half the day at our, just our regular local high school. And and it all looked like it was getting back to normal. I, have a, I had a few extra online classes to make up for the years that I had missed, but it was all, all looking up. I was, I was happier, but at this, I was definitely happier, but at the same time, I was also suppressing my pain because I felt like that if I was in pain, it was my fault. And that's a product of my anxiety and my medical trauma. And it's not true. And I realize that now. But, but that was a very real thing that I was feeling. Anyway, October of this year, of 2019, I got three concussions in the span of three weeks. When I got my first concussion in October, my fifth concussion overall, I, I, you know, I didn't do anything about it because when I had one in the hospital, the people in the hospital told me it was fine not to worry about it. It wouldn't matter anyway. So just to continue to do what I was doing. Um, and my doctor was not super pleased about that when I went in for my second concussion because, you know, I, I was... I think a lot of the it's your fault mentality came from them dismissing my concussion in the hospital. And I don't think they realized that I actually had one and they thought I just was paranoid, which is fair. But but I really did. So that was really damaging to me mentally. Um, 
And I also had a, my, so my fifth, sixth, and seventh concussions in October. I don't remember the order, but I accidentally hit myself in the head with a metal water bottle. I don't really know how that happened, but I was just trying to switch hands. And then getting into a car again, I hit it on the, get it, like, door. And then somebody dropped music stands on my head, too. That one was really my fault. So after the last one in October, I started experiencing facial tics where I would just have different expressions. And that's not something that ever happened to me before, so that was kind of scary. But it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't really hurting or anything. And then in November, early November, uh, somebody at the technical school hit my head with the locker door. Not very hard. She doesn't even know that she did it. Um, but on rebound, I was very surprised. So my head whipped around, which is really dangerous for me. And, and it felt okay. I was okay. And I was just hoping that it wouldn't lead to anything. Um, but the next day, I actually had to ask one of my friends to drive me home because uh, my mom was away and my dad was at work and it was, it was, I could not make it through the rest of the day. I just worked my way back up to a full day schedule for my October concussion, so that was really disappointing. And I went home and uh, just laid in bed and I actually found out that day that I got into my, to my college. So that was a very weird day. Took a, took a sharp turn. I was so excited um, because I had only applied. I only applied to two colleges, but at that point, it was the first one I had applied to, and they called me to tell me that I got in uh, in in November, early November. So that was really exciting, but also you know concussion. It just really takes it out of you. So we you know we're constantly writing to a doctor, letting him know what was going on. But after that concussion in November, I started experiencing a lot more tics. So I had head and neck tics, which really were like whiplash tics that would, we don't know really whether it concussed me, but it really, it really hurt because it felt, you know, like blender in my head. And it, it comes and goes and, and there's different different tics and so we weren't really sure what was going on we went to a lot of doc we went to the concussion doctor and he didn't know and we went to a neurologist and he said he couldn't help us and we went to the amps doctors and that was traumatic and like actually uh and then uh we went to a movement specialist finally just a few, just at the beginning of the shutdown because we were finally able to get an appointment after we tried it a couple different ones. And, and he said, you know, you know, not to worry, I've seen this before, it's Tourette's. Which, it's a big, it's a big diagnosis, but it doesn't change the tics themselves, it just makes them seem more permanent. But, I, I mean, I have no family history of Tourette's, and I'm not like a young boy, which is what everybody thinks of as the stereotype for Tourette's. But there's treatment for it, so I'm doing that. Um, and I actually got another concussion a few weeks ago from my little dog again. Well, she's not that little, but she's younger. And, you know, she doesn't mean to. She just, she gets scared and then uh, she'll hit my head accidentally. And it happens, and that's okay. Sometimes it just, it just makes things more confusing. But that's, that's me. That's my nine concussions. 
and how they happened and a little bit more about me. I'm definitely going to do different podcasts about education and like, you know, my issues with school, which I talked about some here and treatments and stuff that I've done and doctors and, and medical trauma, because I think that's something that's very much underrepresented and people don't really understand what I mean when I say that I actually have PTSD from it and that is diagnosed and you know all the things that I've gone through they're really hard to talk about but they're really important thank you so much for listening I hope you really enjoy I know it's it's long and hard to hard to hear sometimes but but this is this is my story and that that's me that's the reason I was able to start neural network and have have a reason that I wanted to do something because of how hard it was for us to find resources. So I, I hope you enjoy. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. That was the Neural Network. Thank you so much for listening. As always, this is a Girl Scout Gold Award project by me, Emma. And you can find us now on Instagram and Twitter at Neural Network Gold. Thank you.